myself, my name is O, O, H to the O, V, I used to move snowflakes by the O, Z, I can't see me back then, you can call me, CEO of the R, O, C, O, fresh out the frying pan into the fire, I beat up, music man's number one supplier, flying in a piece of paper, bear my name, got the hottest chick in the game, wearing my chain, that's right, O, O, not D, O, C, but similar to the letters, no one can do it better, you can blame Sean, Play it day one with Game Pass. The Indianapolis 500 is our mecca. It's our our Super Bowl. It's the largest single-day sporting event in the world, so it's a crowd like no other. And it's a very tough race to win. I still have butterflies. I still get nervous before the start. This place chooses the winner every time, and you've got to earn it. It's going to be a great day. Let's be part of history. The Indy 500 is the one event in the world that can take your name to an entirely new level. Uh, it's dangerous, but that's the thrill of it as well. IndyCar is just so, so competitive. You make one little mistake, there are 26 other cars out there, and they will beat you. For 17 races, we've got to go out and do our job. I'll do, like, anything to win the 500. I think this season is going to be tough. Real tough. I get to drive race cars for a living, which I think is every man's dream, bro. Win the championship, win the 500. Those are the main goals, always. We've actually had a very poor performance at the Indy 500. It's unacceptable. We are red flag. We are, we're risking our lives, but it's what we want to do. It's what we love. Let's go. Let's go. I just want to beat every out there. I don't care. They should try hard. <laughs> Boy, it winds up being a 17th for Pato Award today, but there's a lot of story to tell from this race after being so quick in practices uh, earlier this weekend. First of all, the contact with Scott Dixon. He wasn't very happy about it. He said, if this is the way the series wants to race, we probably need to change the way I race. Your take on that? Uh, I was on the inside. He decided to stay on the outside. and uh, Well, I'm pretty much alongside him, nose in front of his, or at least alongside his, so... Uh, yeah, don't know what to say. I mean, I've I've been racing Scott for yeah. for a few years. Uh, if he feels like that was my fault, well, sorry you feel that way, but uh, I don't I don't agree. Um, the other issue that I had in turn eight, completely my fault. Uh, I just yeah, I feel bad. I let my team down. I let uh, the amazing crowd that came out today. Um, yep, we'll. Uh, by the time that I that I kind of remembered to stop the car, it was already too late, and, and just kind of squeezed myself. I didn't want to take out Kirkwood, so uh, so I just kind of slammed on the brakes and locked the rears and just spun. But um, yeah, it's been definitely uh, a weekend to not to forget. We I think there's a lot of positives that we can take out of out of this weekend, but obviously just d disappointed in myself. Um, yeah, I don't yeah I, I don't have to be making those those uh those stupid moves uh very yeah just not uh not up to the level that i expect from myself with the scott situation is that one of those situations where you feel like you need to go have a chat with him uh i mean i'm sure i'll circle i'll circle back with him either this weekend or the next one but um and i i'm i'm not gonna apologize for that um we're racing so a lot of the times when i've been in that situation i kind of just let the guy go because you know, if you're on the outside, you're you're more vulnerable to to those things happening. So, yeah. Good news is you get to get back in the car this week. Indy Open Test coming up. Are you excited for that? Yeah, I am. This is a, a, a race to just learn from and forget. And uh, on to Indy. That's, just, that's the start of our 500 this year. 
and then uh, on to Barbara, which is one of my favorite tracks. And the cool thing, I think, Diff, check out the crowd here for Pato. <laughs> He's going to sign a few autographs. He's going to take some pictures. They're here to support him, even though it was not the day that he wanted. It, listen to them. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Drafting the Circuits. My name is Richard Uden. I'll be your guest host for this week's show. Our regular host, Frank Santoroski, is off on assignment this week, so you're going to miss his husky tones, and you're, you're stuck <laughs> with me, unfortunately, for the next hour. Uh, I'd like to firstly thank our sponsors, uh, Forza Motorsport 8, uh, Louise Torres Multimedia, who's uh, on our panel, and also... CW's new series, 100 Days to Indie, which is uh, now available to view on, uh, online, I believe, or on their, on their uh, TV networks, which is uh, uh, an exciting build-up. The, the jumping on the, uh, on the bandwagon set by uh, Drive to Survive there to hopefully increase some exposure to uh, the Indianapolis 500, which will be uh, coming in the month of May. So let me uh, quickly go through and introduce our regular panel. We have uh, Lee and uh, Levi and Louise Torres. Uh, welcome, guys, as normal. Uh, Louise, I'll just give you a couple of minutes to, uh, to, 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 to pitch your uh, Louise Torres multimedia with some exciting news again about the Indianapolis 500. Yeah, the purpose of Louise Torres multimedia, albeit as more of local, the Pacific Northwest, especially in the state of Washington, but with me going to cover the month of May at Indianapolis for the podium finish, I also have to keep in mind some financial backing help will come a long way. Sponsorships or donations would be highly appreciated if you go to louisdtorres.com. That is the website that I have where I share my photos. I blog every now and then. Showcase. It's more than just a portfolio website these days. It's also showcase the works that I've done. If you kindly would like to donate however amount, it will come a long way, especially during the month of May in Indianapolis where... It's going to be my second 500, should be the third, but all in all, I'm excited to get back on the IndyCar cycle, mostly in the racing photography. It's been since Fontana in February, so all support will come a long way, and I would highly appreciate it. Excellent. Well, good luck with that, Louise. We're certainly looking forward to your uh, roundup and summaries from the Indianapolis 500. Some of the photos on your site are fantastic, and I know you've won some yeah, awards in recent years, and they're, they're very, very well-deserved. There's some fantastic content out there. I'd also like to welcome back a very good friend of the show. Uh, used to be a regular on uh, Drafting the Circuits, but has found fame and fortune in grander, <laughs> grander uh, places these days, Mr. Seth Eggett. How are you doing, Seth? Great to see you. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back on. You're more than welcome. Anytime. And also like to take this opportunity to welcome two guests uh, onto the show. Very, very pleased to have uh, Sean Reap and Adam Seminick. Hopefully I've pronounced those right. Hey, it, it's okay. The, Seminick's okay. It's a lot better than what I've heard, but it's Simonic. Yeah, trust me. I'm in the same like Simonic. It's your mnemonic. <laughs> <laughs> he's made a couple. Well, he, he's been next to a guy that's made a couple of mistakes on our broadcast. Oh, so. my, my partner, partner, Milton Jr. We, we had a thing for a while. We had a Miltism counter, but that... And uh, every time you flubbed something, I hit a I had a counter on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we don't have that because we could be in. Uh, we could run out of. Uh, that's you know, that's why I stopped doing it. It was a lot to keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are, are members of the FSB Racing League, I believe, which is a 
I, I'm not an expert on that, I, I, uh, I would admit, but please correct me. It's an online racing community based around the NASCAR 2003 race series. Um, and obviously that's, that's got some, uh, some legacy content there, I guess you could say, you know, going back oh, yeah. uh, 20 years. <laughs> um, and it's probably a, a, a quite a, a select but dedicated, um, you know, crowd. Oh. There. But you, you know, you mentioned in some of the pre-show that you are moving along to, to iRacing. But uh, yeah, if you, if you want to, you know, take a few minutes to sort of give everybody a little bit of a background yeah. on, on what you, you your content you provide and uh, uh, just give some background on, on what you uh, what FSB Racing contains. Sure. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, the, the league is, again, FSB Racing, uh, partially cut off by the mic there. Uh, started by some friends in California. Fresno to Shell Beach is what it stood for uh, initially. That just started racing in NASCAR 2003, you know, 20 years ago. The league's been going just as long as the sim has. We just celebrated the league's 20th anniversary. The Sim came out 20 years ago as of February as Papyrus, which became iRacing. Used to release them every year ahead of Daytona um, before they lost the license and Papyrus was shut down. But yeah, the league's been going strong ever since, uh, running most nights of the week. We currently run a full series on on five nights of the week. There are two nights that are double headers and um, all kinds of, you know, current mods older mods so we have like 1988 cars we can go out there you know the retro that's the friday night that thumbnail that uh right there that's that's from uh, the broadcast we do every friday night and the old arrow coops yeah wins the cup Arrow 88 series i happened to win that race too it was one of the rare ones i actually drove oh, just, just, just drop that in there we're gonna, we're gonna... <laughs> throw that in there i don't get to drive on friday nights a lot anymore so it was kind of it was kind of fun um, but yeah, so we, we put a broadcast on, on YouTube every Friday night during our seasons. We're currently in an off-season break, uh, but we'll come back uh, first week of May, fresh for season 46. So yeah, we're gonna do, we do three seasons a year now, uh, 12 races at a time. Points are kept, trophies are sent out, and uh, yeah, it's, it's and again, yeah, like I said, it's a dedicated community. It's been keeping it going for 20 years. Uh, guys that really know this sim inside and out, that know NASCAR history inside and out. Uh, everybody's there yeah. because they're a fan. Everybody wanted to be, you know, Dale Earnhardt or Richard Petty <laughs> or Ayrton Senna. Um, but, you know, reality kicks in and here we are just a bunch of middle-aged guys playing race car drivers, but we, we take it seriously. It's it's a rules-based league. We've been called the church league before because we got, you know, strict no-flaming rules and two-incident rules to keep cautions under control and stuff. But that's, you know, sort of seeking a structured place. So you're, you're sure that you're going to go out there, you're going to have a good race, you're going to, you know, have a good time you know, just playing race car driver. And as you noted, we, uh, we, we've been going 20 years in NASCAR 2003, keeping this very old sim alive and, uh, times are moving on and, and people are starting to move on to iRacing. So we have dipped our toes in this off season. We've been running the, um, the street stocks or late models. I forget what they are. And, uh, as well as the legacy trucks that they, uh, have at iRacing. Some Mazda stuff too has been going on on Sundays. So we're dipping into the road course racing, so looking to expand towards the future and, and just keep it uh, going forward. <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. No. Uh, and, and I think you, 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 you made a, a point there. A lot of people wrongly still consider, you know, the likes of iRacing and, and R Factor and, and a lot of, you know, some of these online communities as, as games. And, and, and fundamentally, I, th they're not. You know, yeah, you can go and buy a PlayStation and buy F one twenty three or whatever it is, and get your little D pad game controller and 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 play a game. But you know, a lot of these enthusiasts and, and professional online racing, um, you know, these are full on simulators now. Yes, these yeah, aren't you know these aren't games. These yeah. are really high level simulation tools, and <laughs> you know they they keep progressing and and. It's incremental steps from, from I'm sure, what you guys are doing through to the, the professional simulators that, you know, the race teams use. They're more of that akin uh, sort of technology to, to what you consider, a you know, a, a, a game. And uh, I think it's yeah. important that, that that difference is, is maintained and understood by people. 
And part of that too is, is the attitude you bring to, to, yeah, towards it, into it, if you will. You know, if you're playing Gran Turismo lobbies online, yeah, you're going to get wrecked every single race. <laughs> Everybody's going to go flying in the turn one at Monza. I don't know why anybody tries to race that online and uh, and pile in turn one every time. Yeah, that's that's the idea of having a, a league structure and and rules in place. You know, rules based leagues. Everybody's there. Yeah, you know, yeah. We we rec- again we recognize we're not professionals. We are amateurs, but put in the effort, you know, put in the effort for a clean race. And that's what, what most people are looking for. And, yeah. uh, hopefully what, what we try to provide, <laughs> we try to, to provide yep. <laughs> but, uh, and... yeah, the simulators are getting crazy with some of them, the motion Sims and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. it's evolved so much from the day. And, uh, just real quick, but looking at your league page, uh, there's about 45 people in there. Uh, Sean, I know before the show, we were talking and you said you hadn't gotten eye racing yet. So how big is the community? Uh, I know it's still a dedicated community and that you're still transitioning from NASCAR racing season 2003 to iRacing. We're not transitioning from, we, we do intend to keep NASCAR 2003 running for as long as it will run on modern hardware. The day it stops running when we go quantum computers or whatever, where we all <laughs> die off, who knows? Um, but we're, we're going to keep it running as long as, as it possibly can. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that, that's first of all. Um, we, I think we currently have about 60 drivers signed up. Uh, attendance range you know, probably averages in the 15 to 20s on, on most nights, depending on the series. Some people can only race certain nights. Some people race um, every night or only like certain tracks. So it's variable. I think we've gotten probably about 10 to 15 a night just in these initial tests in iRacing, bringing in some of the people who left to go to iRacing. They're kind of like, oh, FSB is coming here. So we're going over. So that's, yeah, it's very much in its infancy. And we hope that that just has, you know, more growth potential because that's, that is where the trends are going. Yeah. No. And, and also, you know, I think the online communities and the simulation tools have probably taken a big boost in the last two or three years through the COVID. you know the COVID pandemic. You know, and you know, we, we now saw there was that that period when craziness, nobody nobody would go outside. And and, and suddenly, you know, we were watching the professional race drivers, you know, IndyCar drivers, Formula One drivers, NASCAR drivers partaking in these theories and and you know providing a huge exposure to communities such as yourself Legitimizing um, it. I'm sure yeah. that's been a, a, a huge uh, boost not just for yours but for the whole uh, online community um, you know that's out there yeah, absolutely. it's almost legitimized yeah. it a little bit as well I think yeah yeah that's that's the same thing too. it was also you mentioned them doing iRacing during NASCAR's you know downtime between the start of the pandemic and when they switched to their um, accelerated schedule there in 2020 one of the best things about that was not only that they put sim light, sim racing in the mainstream, but for what I also do for the broadcasting on Friday nights, it was fun to watch them make the same exact mistakes I make and not feel so bad about it, have the same problems <laughs> go wrong in their broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, okay, if Fox can screw it up, I give myself a little bit of a break. Uh, but yes, uh, it was it was a boon to sim racing, boon to sim racing equipment. Have you seen the stuff that just keeps coming out there? You know, Moza was introduced. Uh, um Asatech, a computer a hardware manufacturer they make like coolers and stuff now they're making sim pedals and, and wheels yeah um so yeah the interest in it really skyrocketed and also helped the used market because a lot of guys got into it just because they were in quarantine and then sold their stuff off <laughs> but it still has, has a net positive effect on the the hobby if you will of sim racing and uh, yeah exciting yeah. times no fantastic and you, even now we have um, in the NASCAR Cup Series, we have a multiple winner this season, you know, championship contender in many people's eyes in William Byron. You know, his background is probably pretty unique in the current, um, you know, Cup garage. I mean, Seth and, and Louise, you'd probably correct me, but I can't think there's many others who have taken this route of, um, you know, the, the sim, sim racing to, yeah. to, to, to get a drive in a Cup team. In the Cup Series, no. Uh, Xfinity, you have Parker Retzlaff. Uh, in Trucks, you have Roger Carruth, Caden Honeycutt, and Ty Majeski. Though Majeski does have a lot of uh, late mall starts even before he was on iRacing. That's a truck series too, yeah. didn't he? Yes, he, well, he's currently in Trucks. Okay, yeah. 
but uh, so the question has to be asked, you know. Sorry, carry on, Seth. Sorry, I was gonna say 2311 did hire their former uh, eNASCAR champion to help them improve work in the sim. Yep. So the question has to be asked, what are you guys doing? Why aren't you guys out there in a cup <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> oh, we're, we're a bit old for that. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. I'm, I'm 45. I'm, I, that shit has sailed. At this point, a driver would be looking at retirement. But actually, it's not as, as new as you think. Back in you know 2003, when the, when the sim was new, Dale Earnhardt Jr. had a racing Absolutely forum, an Asker 2003 forum. I have some of his setups on a hard drive somewhere. Uh, I traded setups with Denny Hamlin or Martin Truex Jr. because they were active on, on the forums, too. Uh, I didn't even know Martin Truex was from New Jersey at the time. I had no idea. I was just like, oh, hey, it's, uh, the truck mod's out. Anybody's got any setups? So here, try this. Yeah, not <laughs> gonna lie. That's how I heard. That's how I first heard of NR is through Hamley because NASCAR on speed mm-hmm. used to did a segment on there where you can find online all these years later. I think also Shane Meal was a part of that, but he got into trouble. Like some drivers of today get claim getting in trouble for being too aggressive in eye racing, or in that case at the time NR. Well, <laughs> I I was actually watching a YouTube uh stream the other day. Uh Kevin King, who now drives for Junior Motorsports in the E NASCAR series found one of the old Dirty Mo Posse races and was re-streaming it. It was, uh, Dale Jr. was running fourth or fifth. Truex was leading. Kevin King was second. Denny Hamlin had just taken third. And a few other notable names from iRacing, uh, Chris Shearburn, uh, and I want to say Brad, uh, Brad Davies were also in the race, and other Cup drivers are now retired Cup drivers. With how long ago it was, but um, Adam, I know you haven't had a chance to talk per se. I know, Sean. I know. I know. Well, I was gonna say, I know Sean isn't on iRacing yet. What about you, Adam? I'm um, not on iRacing. Um, actually, you guys talking about the uh, pandemic is what got me back involved with it. I did a search and saw some FSB videos. Started off uh, with them actually without a wheel and just using my uh, keyboard. Sean knows all about that. <laughs> um, got the wheel. Um, I run various leagues. Um, run at FSB. I run at Carolina Classic Racing and also at Talladega Nights. Um, in the 2003 community right now only. Um, I just, you know, life right now. Uh, don't have the system. Uh, can't just let's put get my life together. So. Not not dipped in the eye racing yet. Hey, I understand. And uh, for NR two thousand three, about how many leagues are still active on there? Because I know uh, FTF, which is for the fans, they just moved from NR two thousand three to solely eye racing about two or three years ago, and that was one of the bigger leagues I know that uh, just based on what it is in eye racing, let alone what it was in NR two thousand three. Now, I don't know exactly what the count is on leagues. Um, you can go into RLM, uh, the race league manager, and there's a list of leagues in there. But I do, like I said, I run it to three leagues. That's the only, you know, I know some more leagues, but Sean can probably touch more on that base. Well, yeah, uh, someone in, on the Facebook uh, and Astro 2003 community the other day posted a, a list. I've still got it in my Google Drive history and pulled it up. They counted 54 active leagues uh, wow. based on this list here. Which wow. shocked me. I knew of about maybe ten. And what's odd is they listed us as medium, so their league's bigger than us out there doing this apparently. <laughs> and the thing about RLM, that's 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 the service that took the place of. Um, in the old days, we could we connected to Sierra when Sierra owned Papyrus and had a constant online matchmaking service. These days, you go you either go by direct IP, or there's. Um, RLM, and then what's the other one? Uh, NRT. People who rent out the servers have their own little web front end that pushes that over to, to NASCAR 2003. A lot of them still run on, might just run on direct IP, so you can't really go off of the list showing on there. You can just type it into the game and connect direct to it. So that's probably where a lot of these guys have been hiding. Um, yeah, 54 leagues. 20 years later. <laughs> that's incredible. It, it shocked even me, yeah. who's, been, who's been here for the whole ride. <laughs> And especially on a platform that's probably pretty centric to any one country. It's not like an iRacing, which has a global presence. I can't imagine you've got 
too many people partaking from outside of the U.S. Not too many, but we've we've surprisingly had a few before. I mean, obviously Canada too. Yeah, we got um, a lot yeah. of brothers up north. Yeah, we got yeah, we got <laughs> several several Canucks that we let in. Yeah, um, but we've we've had we've had drivers attempt to do it from Australia and England and Brazil. Uh, usually, it just becomes a time zone problem. Yeah, a lot of the utilities, like the um, the utility I use to to put our, our our ticker up during the races for standings was made by a German league that ran it, that ran the sim many years ago. They've since, I think, abandoned it and moved on, but their the program still carries on every Friday night on, on, on FSB Racing Live. But yeah, that was, that was a German league that was running it. So uh, there's, there's some interest around the, around the world. No, oval racing gets, gets yeah. dumped on by, by people who don't quite understand that, um, that different yep. is not necessarily lesser. <laughs> You know, it's very that, true. An oval is not as simple as it sounds. Yeah, you know? and no. just look at you know Juan Pablo Montoya coming to NASCAR. Yeah, you know, look at mm-hmm. um, yeah you know, he he was good enough to be in the in the car, but he would not not dominate. And this is a guy who almost won a Formula One championship before he got hurt. Yeah, he's won I mean, look at guys like Dario Franchitti who came yeah, over as well. From, he couldn't cut it in NASCAR. Uh, no, yep. no, no, no. It's it's a very um, you know, and I'll, I'll I, I will say I was as guilty as anybody. You know, when I in the UK and you know working in Formula One and stuff like that I always sort of turn my nose up a little bit at, at NASCAR but you know when you're in there and, and you actually get exposed to it and understand the vagaries of mm-hmm. finer points but yeah there is still a lot of um, a lot of elements that can't be engineered out which is an engineer I don't like because I'm mm-hmm. not in control so it scares me but you know the the margin for error and the margin of gain is so so small that that's that's the intriguing part of it. You're you're working with such small differentials and such small gains that um, you know it, it, it's a really it's a different skill. It's a different task, and it's you know I, I really do encourage people that maybe don't follow NASCAR and follow some of these things to uh, and to, to take a, a bigger ingress. And some of these sim racing platforms are a great entry to it, especially if you do have that sort of engineering, sort of race engineer mechanic sort of mindset, you know, to understand how these cars can be adjusted, changed. It's, it, it, it's an, an amazing platform to work with. Um, and, you know, I'm sure you guys, you know, you go through, you set up changes, you create race setups, you create, you know, car setups. And, um, you know, there's lots of things in there which, you know, in, in open wheel racing, you just never consider. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, and the asymmetry of the car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not in the next gen car. Next gen. Car. <laughs> no, next well, gen, we're uh, still on two thousand three yeah. rules. Um, <laughs> no, as far as as far as setups go, we run mostly uh, fixed setups most of our nights. That takes another time factor out of it. So guys who not yeah. who work a nine to five don't necessarily have time to practice. You know, open setups every week. Um, we have experience experimented recently with running an open setup for truck series. Had some. Some mixed results with that. Got some people to come in who wanted, who enjoyed running the open sets because that is an, another aspect of it entirely. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the crew chief, the garage aspect. But we we like to say we all have the same crew chief, and that's one of our members, uh, Slim Jim Gately, makes all of our setups. They're they're super stable but competitive. They're not you know pushing like the fast setup default dump truck, but mm-hmm. most people can keep it under them. It keeps it fun to drive. So I do have I do have one question for Sean and Adam. Who's the uh, who's the better driver of you two? <laughs> I, I, I no don't pressure. Think, yeah. I, I'll go ahead and say right now, Sean, because I I'm just this is my, <laughs> I, I got it in back for about a year and then I had to take it about it almost a year away. I was recovering from surgery, two surgeries, um, and then back into it again, but actually getting better results because I pick his brain and follow him on the track a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's not yeah it's not a fair comparison. I've been been back at it since uh, 2015, and um, and yeah, he's just getting back in, yeah, you know, getting his sea legs back under him. Just even got the wheel and pedals hooked back up. But uh, you, you're doing all right on the bigger tracks. You just got to work on on the, on the speedways, and you'll be back in, in victory lane, no problem, man. Oh yeah, hey, just I just like having fun out there, man. A win doesn't matter, but no, I do follow him a lot um, on the track. I'll ask him, you know, about pit stops. What do you, you know? Hey, what you know? Just 
just to basically go back or pitting. recap the race. Yeah, pitting. Pitting is huge in this style of racing compared to, to, to other forms. Uh, it's everything at FSB. If you're in the Super Speedway Series, there's a lot, we run at three times consumption, so we're using the tires and fuel at three times the rate of normal. So it makes a lot of pit stops. And we don't yeah. tend to wreck a lot in that series because it's people who are like dedicated to super speedway racing, which is another thing that gets dumped on, but it's a it's a just a different set of skills. Oh, it's yeah. uh and part of that is pitting, and that makes all the difference. And you know, if you if you lose half a second on pit road, you're coming out of there, you're losing the draft, you're done. And yeah. uh yeah, pit pitting pit practice was something I worked on hard when I came back. And that's something I know you've been working on too, Adam. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Getting some good results too. Hey, I finished six at Martinsville over at CCR the other night. So I'm yeah. happy. There you go. So I got, I got a quick question here. I, this is fascinating. I am blown away by all this stuff. Cause it is, I mean, I remember when NASCAR 2003 came out, I mean, I was, I was, a, I was, a, that yeah, bid wasn't great. Cool. Was it? Uh, no. And then NASCAR, th- NASCAR thunder came. I was more of the NASCAR thunder guy myself, but, uh, um, it's more of the console I mean, type, just, right? Yeah, yeah. Like this is just this is my thing. So, as a, as the I'll put up wear the hat proudly as the old guy in the room, not that very technologically savvy. So I want to watch you guys do few racing. I want to watch you know the Oscar Mike radio car digging around in the corners. Where do I go? Like, do uh, I get on your website or do I hit Twitch? If, if I mean, you want to sign up for yeah to, to run, yeah, fsbracing.com is the website. We're always always okay. taking applications. As far as on uh, on the broadcast every Friday night during our seasons, it's it's right here on YouTube. Actually, I guess we're, we're multicasting this, aren't we? We're on Facebook as well as YouTube. Um, but yeah, on YouTube, uh, just look for FSB Racing Live. And there we are um, doing the Friday night Winston Cup series. You can even pop in the car with me there on uh, on that last race of the last season. Uh, I, but usually I'm in the booth with my, my broadcast partner, Milt Minter Jr. He's the son of uh, legendary independent road racer, Milt Minter from back in the day. We drove, drove some factory Porsche, drove some independent stuff. So he's a big road road racing guy and uh, but still knows, knows NASCAR history. So he's a wealth of, uh, of racing history knowledge there and a absolute character. I uh, love working with Milty and uh, yeah, put that on every Friday night uh, during, during our season. So we'll be back on the air in May. Okay. And what time does that come on on Friday nights? In we May come on, guys yeah. We come on about nine o'clock. Um, okay. Um, about nine 40 rather. Um, you go actually going live because our, our qualifying starts at nine 30. So I give them time to qualify, go through those drivers meeting and then I cut in. Right That's in Eastern final practice. Standard. Yeah. Eastern time. Sorry. Yeah. Eastern time. Okay. Good. Yeah, I mean that's cool, and uh, like I said, like I mean, you're sponsored by one of one of our uh, brother podcasts, Oscar Mike Radio with Travis, so that's kind of cool. I I you know this is just like I said, this is just the coolest thing since sliced bread in my world. I'm loving this. It's in terms so of in terms of broadcasting, iRacing that is to be determined. I'll have to see. Uh, <laughs> there there's there's things I have to to figure out on that one, but but for now we're doing the NASCAR 2003 side. That's awesome. Thanks. And I'll be running that um, the Oscar Mike radio um, logo and all missile and all on my car uh, in the for, for the foreseeable future as long as my machine will let me keep running. So we'll, cool. we'll make up we'll make mix up some new paint schemes. I'll do I'll keep it to about two a year. <laughs> it's one of the great things too though you mentioned system requirements. Um, even iRacing doesn't have a terribly demanding system requirements because it's based on NASCAR 2003. It's the same people that made it. Some of this code still lives on in iRacing, which is has led to some problems that is uh beyond the scope i think of tonight but um <laughs> but nascar 2003 itself it's a 20 year old game it doesn't take a lot to run it really yeah um louise i don't know if you've got any questions for our guests i think that was pretty much the only one i had in mind was the how work people can yeah. find you but let me toss one real quick you mentioned the the Thunder, obviously, I was way too young to get an art to start using an art I entered college <laughs> about a decade ago because I realized I could finally work on the laptop. And then once I figure out the driving aspect, it's like, well, I obviously created some content then and there. Still trying to figure out to have time to do this one fantasy racing league and all that. But what has been the key ingredient to the longevity of this league? 
as others come and go, but as you mentioned, been around for pretty much the entire duration of this and this game of this cons. What would be the best word? Simulator game. It, it, I don't get offended by the G word, by the way. It's it, I, I added simulate. <laughs> I added simulation. <laughs> well, well, some, people, some people that's dirty. That's dirty. To, word. to, to be fair, simulator is in the game genre. It's yes. So the genre of game is racing simulator. So yeah, yeah you can you call go. it. You can call it a sim. You can call it a game. I'm not going to get offended either way. Um, I, have, I had a pause. <laughs> so I, I said, let me toss the simulator because that's the key thing. Simulator. But continue. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's it's been you know the officiating and the and the the dedication of the the fellow admins on the team that just yeah ensuring that um, yeah everything's scheduled and and run on time and you know we review every replay yeah you know, catching looking for rules violations you know we we'll, we have a process uh, of rules everyone needs to follow like we mentioned earlier the two incident rule if you cause two cautions or two times damaging another car even if even if it doesn't bring out a caution you're supposed to park it for the night so you can race next week if you fail to do that and we catch it first time is a warning then in the future you might not be racing the next week and so while it sounds sounds harsh for a game nobody like again nobody wants to go out there and run around in a parade of caution laps uh every week you know you don't want to run half the race under caution it's happened because you know, even with twenty guys, if everybody gets two cautions, you could still spend the whole night under caution. But because that's in the minds and the mindset of the drivers, then they know that everybody's going to be you know treated fairly in that. They they try to you know put on clean racing, and you know they know that no one's going to scream and yell at them like an eye racing lobby if they do screw up. Because you know, we also you know expect accountability. A little apology in the forums. Hey, sorry, I got into you. My bad. I screwed up. Oh, hey, no problem, man. We'll go get them next time. So it's it's the sportsmanship, it's the you know, the rules, consistency, and um and uh, the camaraderie camaraderie. I can't speak talking too long. <laughs> um this that's formed over the years. Some of these guys have been here the whole 20 years. They formed friendships, and so you know, when you're out there running like that, you don't want to get into that other guy. <laughs> you well, know, yeah, you you're ready to settle for second rather than wreck your friend for the win. So just you know, just keeping keeping it fun, keeping it clean, you know, sportsmanship, fairness, all that sorts of thing. And uh, I think that's that's been the secret formula, as as laid out by Jim Ray, our our founder, and carried on by Sam Young, who uh, is our current league promoter, not owner, as he likes to be called, promoter. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for. Uh your time uh you know to discuss sure. your, your, your racing league and uh hopefully this is this platform has given you uh you know a few more um you know viewers or will be interested to uh yep lee there we go number one yep i'm in uh, it you know who'll who'll step in and uh you know look at what you guys are doing you know potentially some people who sit at home and, and still uh you know drive on nascar 2003 and, and are looking for like-minded people to compete with so uh, yeah hey, there's, there's yeah, other leagues yeah. too and they, they yeah. could also probably use drivers so if we don't fit we'd be happy if someone you know yeah. anyone driving after 2003 is keeping it alive uh, just, just make well, sure you got the senior citizen league for me so i'll be good <laughs> i'll be joining that pretty soon i'm actually i'm actually on the young end for our drivers at 45 so i think you'd fit in <laughs> So I think Sean and Adam, I think you said you were going to you are more than welcome to stay on, and uh, you know please chip in as we we go through some of the other motorsport uh, series that Absolutely. we'll be discussing over the remaining what, half hour of our show. Um, before we go on to our you know the three main uh, series that we we discuss on a, a weekly basis, I do quickly want to make a comment on the the very sad passing of Craig Breen, uh, Irish World Rally car driver, uh, driving for Hyundai in the World Rally Championship. Part-time this year, um, was killed last week in the, uh, the pre-test event, I think, for the Croatian Rally, which is taking place this week. Um, you know, for reading some of the tributes to, to Craig, you're a fantastic, likeable guy. Um, I, I, I did do some work in World Rally about 10, 12 years ago, and those guys are as, as crazy as they come. Their level of commitment and dedication to the sport is second to none. You know, these guys are, are driving flat-out, um, you know, 120, 130 mile an hour plus on, on a corner that's made of mud or dirt, gravel, snow, whatever. They'll only ever see it once in their life, and they're six inches from rolling down an embankment, and they they really do 
push the limits of, of themselves and the vehicles. And um, I have more respect for, for World Rally drivers than probably any other motorsport series. And uh, for, for Craig's passing, it's very, very sad. Uh, you know, time for the motorsport community as a whole. And, um, you know, we wish the best to, to Craig's family and the team. It's going to be a very difficult, difficult time for them. Hyundai are competing in the rally this weekend, and uh, we wish them all the best. But, uh, yeah, very, very sad news coming out of Europe in the last uh, last week or so. But uh, moving on, as we must do under these circumstances, uh, NASCAR was at Martinsville last weekend for uh, a triple header. And uh, Seth, Louise, uh, if you want to lead mm. off on the... Uh, Truck race, which saw a, a first for, for NASCAR. Uh, I was actually there on hand for uh, kicking tires. Uh, and yeah, the truck series, they started the race in wet conditions or, well, damp conditions. Uh, <laughs> it's important to note that the tires are not rain tires. They are wet weather tires meant for light rain or essentially semi-dry tracks. Uh, it started without a hitch. There was no problems. Uh, granted, they maybe could have started a little bit sooner, but NASCAR was taking a conservative approach because it was a historic first. They didn't want to have another Oda from 2021 happen. So, and I can't really blame them on in that aspect. But all in all, uh, about 25, 27 laps in, they went from rain tires to slick tires. It was a normal race that was just being affected by rain. And they never put the wet weather tires back on. But uh, the race was ultimately sh uh, shortened by rain by about 80-something mm, laps. But the thing is, they completed 124 laps. Without the wet weather tires, which accounted for 27 of those laps... They wouldn't have gotten to halfway, and they wouldn't have gotten to the end of stage two, so they would have had to come back 12 hours later to finish the race, and because of the way Martinsville is, all the truck teams, they would have had to pack up their haulers, leave the track to allow the Xfinity haulers to come in, unload, and then run the rest of the truck race. Yeah. And, and also, there are no hotel rooms available. <laughs> No, no. So, uh, it, it, it would have been purpose. pretty miserable. Yeah, it would have been pretty miserable yeah. for the truck teams. Uh, Corey Heim won. Granted, it the Toyotas were fast in the truck series. Uh, I don't know if that was your doing, Richard, or not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the Toyotas were fast. Uh, you had Corey Heim, uh, Tanner Gray got a top five at his first since uh. Daytona earlier this year. Uh, you had Carson Hosevar attempt to intentionally wreck Taylor Gray and fail miserably and be parked for two laps. Uh, but otherwise, it was kind of a typical Martinsville race, all, all in all. Louise, yeah. what do you think? I'm gonna keep it very short and blunt because you know how I feel when it comes to those, <laughs> uh, when it comes to red flags for the sake of having red flags up. And especially when you have a damp pit row. So I'll abstain from that side. I if I was just glad they were able to get past halfway. Simple put. And even when they were on those wet tires, they held their own because people were thinking, oh, they're going to wreck it in turn one or going to bottleneck it. But no, they held their own, especially at a track that was about 80% dry. But still, you wonder how much tire wear will factor in. I think Kyle Busch was one of the more vocal ones about it after the race. It, it held its own quite well, but wished it could have utilized it to its full potential after that. Yeah, well, yeah. I think this is a this is a learning phase for NASCAR, yeah. isn't it? Obviously, they've got to tread carefully and and go, you know, race by race, in you know, week by week, and yeah. uh, and and find out what the the capability of these wet weather tires are. Obviously. They could run these wet weather tires during yeah. tests around the track where they artificially wet the track or whatever it may be, but typically that's only one or two cars on a track at any given time. When you throw 30 to 40 of these things on there with the amount of spray they kick up, the visibility visibility is going to be your biggest issue yeah. with these, I think, far more than grip. And, and, um, that, was, and um, that was the main concern that they had. Um, yeah. 
the area of the track that dried the fastest was the concrete turns, which that is where they were essentially heating up the tires more than they should. But uh, the other issue and why they couldn't continue, uh, some teams only bought one set of weather tires. They were only Ah. required to buy one. Yeah. There, I know for a fact several bought three and several bought two, but a lot of the smaller teams that don't have a lot of money or don't have a lot of funding only bought one. Yeah, it's something you don't think about, but those tires are expensive. But uh, $2,400 a set. Yeah, you know, that's uh, yeah, that that's uh, that goes that, that, that's a lot of cash for some of these smaller teams, but uh, no, I must admit, I've, I've worked with Cora in a couple of projects and he's a great kid and great to see him get back into the uh, winner's circle there. So uh, let's hope we can get a few more before the end of the year. But uh, we also had an Xfinity race. And, and so, remind me, who, who won the Xfinity race? Uh, well, well, let's see. Uh, hmm. I think it was some guy in the 20. I think yeah, it, yeah, I Joe, a a Joe Gibbs Toyota. <laughs> uh, also, it was a car that um, I'm not sure how much of his left after he uh, lit the Pour place on place fire. Down. And yeah. tore it down. He enjoyed himself with uh, that one. Yeah. Hey, yes, he did. <laughs> hey, think about the pro. But think about the product placement. His sponsor was a fire extinguisher company. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> either that, or either that, or the crew chief told him, "Hey, wreck that thing so tech can't get a hold of the car after." Whoa! Whoa! whoa. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Jimmy Johnson whoa. conspiracy. Here, huh? That's, we're well, not Chevy here. Come on. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, I'm not sure how a burned car can be teched. That being said, I think you can. That yeah, being said, metal, right? I'm also not sure how a burned truck from Coda can be teched. The only uh, the only thing that happened with both of those that was the same, they pinned it against the wall and went flat out. Meanwhile, Kyle Larson did a Polish victory lap burnout and did yeah. not catch on fire. No. It parked a seamlessly, think, uh, too. Yeah, I think in the Cup Series, they uh, they, they probably take those things a little bit more seriously than in, in some of the lower categories. I think uh, you know the, uh, they they know how the uh, they know how that works for them, the teams, and uh, you can probably get away with a little bit more uh, of that sort of stuff at the uh, Truck Infinity Series. Hendrick but, uh, might be just so, under a little bit more scrutiny lately. Yeah, for uh, reasons. Yeah, nothing about that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure they're happy. RCR is getting the bl- the brunt force of it this time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sure we'll circle back to that in a moment. But uh, in the Explain series, you also had uh, some social media beef between uh, Joe Graf Jr. and Team Alpha Prime. Uh, you had also Sam Mayer give a one finger salute to uh, I oh, believe yeah. it was Ryan Truex. It was Truex. It was just yep. a shame, yeah. also because it also took out yeah, Riley Hurts, who was having the the a career start of his. Season, I felt like part of it could be experience, or part of it having Cole Custer on his side. But it's a shame that both of those guys got ultimately taken out, and it probably got cost him dearly in the points for now. And in the Cup Series, we let's see what happened. Anthony Alfredo lost a wheel. Harvick and... almost did. Harvick <laughs> almost did, and JJ Ely lost brakes. Oh, I oh think yeah, like, and a bunch of the, speeding penalties yeah. too. Yeah, yeah like Ryan the Priest, winner. I think who was Ryan Price, Bubba Wallace, Martin Tricks Jr. There's one other I can't remember who else. Is it Hamlin? It's always Hamlin. It, it wasn't Hamlin. Yeah, for once. It, but uh, I was gonna say uh, the wheel coming off for Alfredo uh, that saved Bubba Wallace, that saved Joey Logano, that saved Martin Tricks Jr. Because they, after starting the back and ultimately going a lap down, they all stayed out hoping for that miracle caution. And they ultimately yeah. got it. And, oh, yeah, yeah some it, some uh, famous driver returned. Oh, yeah. The, it's not Josh Berry. I think it was William <laughs> Clyde Elliott, I think. Yeah. And he ran about... 20th all day. Uh, it was his first race back. He is not walking with a limb, not walking with crutches. Uh, after breaking his uh 
I want to say it was his fibia. Uh, uh, the tibia? Tibia. Yeah, I was going to say. I, fibia, thank you. Uh, I was a little tongue-tied there. But um, point of the matter is he had some screws and pins in his, uh, I believe it was his left knee. His left. Yeah. But aside from that, you couldn't tell any difference for Chase Elliott walking around. And he was able to squeeze out a 10th place finish. Yeah. yeah I mean, very good. Yeah, especially yeah. Martinsville. Yeah, Martinsville, you're working, you know, you're working uh, feet. Uh, yeah, don't forget NASCAR drivers, they left foot break, especially uh, a place like Martinsville. Yeah. So uh, it had he, to hurt. And mind you, you have to remember this is only the second year, it's a 400 lap race. Yep. So mm-hmm. imagine if it was a 500 lap race out <laughs> because he, uh, he said, felt slow, that's for sure. Yeah, he had said around lap 350 or so that he felt spent. Yeah, mm-hmm. these so, guys are in physical, really lot, good yeah. physical conditioning. Yeah. That's that's especially a guy yeah. like Chase, a guy like Chase at the level that he's yeah. at, and the, you know, what he's achieved. You know, he's as he's as fit as they come of any any driver in any series. But now, uh, yeah. two two cars were taken back to the R and D center. The forty one of Priest and the number three of Austin Dillon, which um, they found something with the underwing or the diffuser on Austin Dillon's car. Uh, I believe it was either illegal hardware or mounting something along those lines. Yeah. Which it was a, I believe it was a $75,000 fine, uh, 60 points, and a six race suspension for the crew chief, which they are appealing. Uh, but just to put this into perspective, that's the eighth. Uh, penalty regarding the next gen this year. Yeah, all has been for Chevy. Yeah, well, NASCAR have been very vocal in saying that then you know the, the, these cars are a different design and they're not you know giving as much freedom uh, as they'd like um, for that. But uh, I think we're at Talladega next weekend, don't we? Uh, yes. Guys? Mm-hmm. So, do you guys quickly want to make a? Lee, Louise, because the rest of you, you can say what you like for a pick, and we won't be here to chastise you when you don't uh, come through next week. But Lee, yeah, Louise, no. do you want to make a quick pick for uh, uh, day before we move on? I would pick William Byron. Yeah. Kids on fire. We'll figure it out. I think he's got it this week. Still got to go with the Fords, I feel like. Let's go with Logano in this one. Logano. And just for the fun of it, who do you guys fancy for this week? Oh, well, go for them. Well, actually, I, I was always a Mark Martin fan, but since he left, I really don't have a driver. But it'd be nice to see that six car back in victory lane. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. bad Brad. Little, uh, yeah, little. Brad's overdoing. He's a hell of a super speedway racer. Yes, he is. But um, I don't know. The 2311 car's been good there. Bubba obviously got, got a Talladega win, but I think. Uh, Reddick's just been been really hot. I think he can he can snag that one in the monster machine. Now you just give the uh, you just gave the jinx. No, that's well, the thing. Yeah, yeah. on, on well, Friday nights in our league, I, we have the broadcaster jinx. Whoever Milty and I pick usually has some <laughs> indescribable woe befall them. So when it comes to super speedways, I don't want to be on the hook for jinxing any of my friends. So what I do is I pull out my phone and I do a Google random number generator and keep hitting it until it gets one of the numbers of the cars in the field and hold that up to the camera. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, okay, you're going no with fr- Riley Hurst it is. Okay, that's just kidding. Well, <laughs> but I don't worry well, about hurting NASCAR Cup drivers' feelings. They're professionals. Well, for me, yeah. I guess Sean, we're teammates because uh, over in the uh, Kicking Tires Fantasy League, I picked Bubba Wallace. So nice. I'm going to stick there with uh, he's, my yeah, pick he's there really and, the, yeah, he's good and the go with tracks. Bubba. Yeah. yeah. If memory serves correctly, should Kaslowski win, he'll be second in all time with Zadega because he's in a three way tie, I he's, think. With he's got that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah. And Richard, well, who are you well, picking? Uh, Oh, I, I, I don't have uh, I don't have any skin in this. He abstains. Uh, <laughs> he abstains every AKA leave the fizz a, on that one. AKA he's picking a Toyota. Get my boy Truex into victory lane and we're good. <laughs> I mean, I'm Richard not there, so Truex Moving is not on, everybody. Go. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> so before we uh, before we jump to our uh, to, to quickly wrap up uh, the rest of the racing series, this weekend, I've uh, hot off our uh, 
of our group chat here. I do believe Frank, our regular host, is listening. So, um, yeah, be on your best behavior, everybody. Uh, I hope you're doing well, Frank. And it'll be uh, good to have you back on the show next week. A lot less stressful for me. So, uh, you know, please come back quickly. Uh, you're doing good, buddy. You're doing yeah, good. You're doing, you're doing fine. Now it's time for me to take we, we over. Look, I was just kidding. We look forward to having you back next week, Frank. Um, so we'll uh, we'll move on to the IndyCar races, which uh, we were at uh, Long, Long Beach last weekend. Beach. Yeah, over on the West Coast there. And we had a first-time winner, mm-hmm. uh, Cal Kirkwood, getting the job done for the uh, Andretti team, having a very, very strong weekend. I believe he got a pole, led most laps and won the race, I think, so you can't really yep. ask much and, more and, for a debut weekend. And if I'm not mistaken, um, he is only the third Indy Lights driver to actually win an IndyCar race in the past, like, 20 or 25 years. Wow. Uh, There's a lot about the Indy Light series and the NXT series or whatever it's called now. Yeah. But, uh, Let's see. Yeah. Pato has done it. Renus has done it. Kirkwood. I'm trying to think if there's there might be a few others, but yeah, there's not, he, he's not a huge know. number, is there? There's not a yeah. huge number. Um, did Colt Hurta win in? No, win, that was the year that Pato won, won the championship. That was the, it. Yeah. 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 Eight in 18. So we, it was, you know, it was a pretty well behaved race, I think, on, on the whole. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, the Andretti team got a one-two with, with Kirkwood and Grosjean coming in second. I think Grosjean felt he had the pace to 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 beat his teammate there if he had the ability to use the the push to pass, which he sort of accumulated through the start of the race, and then during the pit stop cycles uh, had to um, you know go run run pretty conservative on the fuel in the last of the race, which meant he couldn't use that um, that banked pass to um, push to pass, which he'd accumulated. So. A little bit of a shame there for for Rowan. Uh, he couldn't uh, really challenge his teammate, um, but you know I think that's his fourth second place oh. finish now. Yes, um, you know fourth. he's getting close to getting that win. Um, but you know congratulations to to, to the Andretti team mm. for for really coming back strong. You know, there's been a, you know a bit of criticism of them over the yeah. years, um, especially you know, this recent season. years. Yeah, they haven't really been on the on the game. But uh, one thing that did. You know, come out in the media, and and I, I don't really want to touch on it too much to give these these idiots, you know, any a, a platform. But uh, yeah. through the race on a pit stop, uh, Callum Ilock came out ahead of his teammate, um, the Brazilian rookie who I, I'm afraid I can't pronounce his name. Augustine really... Canapino. Canapino. There we go. Thank you. Um, and you know, he did back up the pack a little bit and caused a little bit of a mess. Um, but he was well within his rights to do what he was doing. And, and even, you know, the whole team came out and defended him. The IndyCar series has come out to defend him. Uh, his fellow drivers have come out to defend him. Uh, and unfortunately, there's some idiots out there who put some pretty disparaging comments and uh, inappropriate comments on social media, which uh, I don't want to go into because I don't think we, we need to give these people that, that sort of No, platform. me neither. The um, biggest thing of the but, whole um, thing yeah. is that... The biggest thing is just be smart about it. I get it. Like, I love blending in just fine. It's just a, the, the, one of those misfortune things where it was on a restart lap and, and Canapino yeah. was on a different strategy. And then and it just bombed. It's, it's racing. The, you know? Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's racing. And, you know, there's more important things in the world. So, um, yeah, let's let's move on from that. Uh, is it this weekend they're racing in Alabama this weekend? No. We have open tests for the Indianapolis 500 oh, yeah. tomorrow and Friday. Barber is yeah. next it, week. Oh, yeah, man. It's yeah. coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's coming uh, fast. Excellent. And uh, if I remember correctly, NHRA was also in action this past weekend. It was. With a certain, it was uh, with a certain hey, hey, who's, who's, who's hosting this, Seth? Come on. <laughs> come, on. <laughs> come on. Come on. I barely get to talk about it. Uh, NASCAR. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, but I do want to mention this real quick. Uh, Tony Stewart got his first win. He's oh, stealing my thunder. Is that they call <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't come I on the show that. anymore. Get off the show. You're stealing my thunder. He's the one with dragon cars in his background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Richard. I was, uh, Andy God, my Seth is just killing me. Frank, come back. I take my camera and I said Frank. We could hey, talk we, about Scott Dix's worst career. Hey, we were good until course. the last seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, we were good. We were good. <laughs> so yes apparently uh, nhra yeah. were in uh california this last weekend i think it was california no we're in vegas we're in vegas vegas, vegas. sorry just... vegas sin city yeah. and uh appropriately yeah. for sin city tony stewart got his first win yep he sure 
it was uh it was a good weekend for Tony uh Tony Stewart racing because uh uh Matt Hagen pulled out his second season in funny car so that was good uh you know Tony Stewart the chief uh owner big guy in charge pulled out a top alcohol win so that was really good um Antron Brown and top fuel pulled out a win there and then uh Dallas Green stock so it was good I mean I really liked the four-way uh four-way racing concept it's a lot of fun uh there was uh a bit of talk of some staging duels that happened, some drivers. Uh, Sean Langdon got hung out to dry uh, in a staging duel uh, in top fuel, and there was a, one in pro stock as well. So, uh, But that was the big highlight of the weekend was the staging duels and Tony Stewart. And then next, uh, April 28th, we are going to Charlotte, and yeah. we're doing some four-wide racing down there. So we got back-to-back four-wides going on. Um Richard, I think you said you might swing in there over the weekend if you got I time to go to get check it out. And, uh, I might be there too. I might okay. be there too. And anybody listening or, or watching uh, in the in the North Carolina and South Carolina, you know, get yourself down there. It's it's a cheap weekend. Yep. These things, if you've never seen them, will blow your mind. The it attacks every sense in your body, and it is it's phenomenal. It, it really is. Um, so yeah, if you're you're looking for a weekend, you know, just just get yourselves down there, and yeah, you will be you become a fan instantly. It'll you'll be blown away by these uh, NHRA cars. They're they're phenomenal. They really really are. I think so. Uh, uh, tickets up here in New Hampshire. We had the new uh, the New England dra- uh, New England Nationals coming up in June for all three days: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's like under two hundred bucks, a- and that yeah. those tickets. It includes pit passes. Like yeah. you can roam the pits, rub elbows with drivers, and it doesn't cost you a single cent more. You can't do that in NASCAR. You can't really do that in Indy. Um, Certainly can't do it in Formula, Formula One. No. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you definitely can't do that in Formula One. But I mean, for under two hundred bucks, like you can like, and there's some big, big name people. John Forrest. I mean, he's always rolling around on his moped. And you can stop him and get an autograph anytime. So it's yep. pretty cool. I'll you know. Jealous of the four wide, you guys going to four wide this weekend or on the twenty eighth because it's gonna uh, it's gonna be so much fun. Yep, no, there. I've been to the two wides a couple of times. I haven't made it down to the four wides, but uh, certainly, certainly looking forward to, uh, to to hopefully getting down there in, in what, ten days or so and, and seeing yep. what sort of that, well, that what that is all about. Um, but yeah, no, fantastic. So we're almost uh, we've only got a couple of minutes here before we we wrap up. Um, I don't know if there's any other topics that uh, any of you guys want to want to touch on briefly uh, before we before we leave. Just want to say, go ahead. Just wanted to say thank you for having me a part of the show. Really enjoyed it. It's nice listening to y'all and with the discussions and everything. I really appreciate it. Really do. You're Uh, more than welcome. And a shout out to Travis Oscar Mike Radio, (laughs) my sponsor. Yeah, he set this all up for us. So thank you, Travis. Yep, Travis is a good guy. But, but yeah, the only thing I want to bring up about IndyCar, especially Kirkwood, this is a driver that everybody expected to be great. Some people argue he's probably the greatest run to Indy scholar they ever had. He's won everywhere he's been. Some people view his year with AJ Foy a year ago as a as a throwaway season. I don't feel like it's a fair way to assess it. I, he learned. Even Michael Andretti said that that one year helped him probably transitions from a woeful rookie year where he has seven retirements to just that one top 10 at Long Beach to now showcasing to everybody that he's had it. It's just the equipment being there and also kind of grow. And I think mm-hmm. this is not the last time we're going to see Kirk win a victory lane by any yeah. stretch. And for Andretti Autosport, yeah. they needed this run. You had, Definitely. they had, the damage bill had to be so up there after two rounds of to have all the Andretti cars be in the mix. Even Colin Herta finished fourth, and yep. Di Francesco kept it in one piece. It, it comes a long way. Now we'll see how the Indy test goes. As long as they don't make a mistake down there, it'd be even better. Yeah, and you know, in a way, it sort of wraps around quite nicely to what uh, one of our guests a few weeks ago said, uh, Stingray Rob, who's ever seen his rookie season this year in in yep. the IndyCar series. You know, he was saying. Uh, your first year is not about creating headlines. It's about learning. It's about getting things done. You know, obviously in his first race at St. Pete, 
he was cut, he'd have caught up in an early early race accident, and he spent most of the race, you know, running by himself. Um, and he said he learned more in those 60, 70 laps at St. Pete without anybody around him, just going through, you know, working with his race engineers, going through fuel saving strategy, pit road strategy, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, you, you're not having to sort of go in there straight away and win in your first five races in the IndyCar series. You know, the teams are really looking and, and appreciating these young kids that go in there with a, you know, smart head on their shoulders. And I, I call it the Scott Dixon syndrome. You know, you look at what Scott's done and how he goes about winning his championships. That's what they do these days. You know, it's not about pure pace. It's about bringing the car home, top fives, checking them off week in, week out. And you know what, come August or September, whenever your season finale is, you're going to be there or thereabouts in that championship because you've got a pretty much a different winner almost every weekend. So it's consistency. And I'm really glad that some of these young yeah. kids are, are paying attention to that. And I think some of the other younger kids who maybe aren't could certainly learn from them a little bit. But uh, we are almost out of time tonight. So once again, I'd like to thank our regular panellists and our guests for coming along. Um, it's great to talk to everybody hopefully everybody at home watching and listening found uh, it, it insightful and, and interesting uh, a couple of thanks again I'd like to briefly thank uh, Keith our producer and his Sinister One uh, Productions really appreciate everything you do Keith you keep us in check every week we would be a complete mess without you so thank you once again um, all of our sponsors and uh, the sponsors we saw, saw at the, the start of the show Forza Motorsport, Luis Torres Multimedia and the 100 Days to Indie program, which will be uh, uh, compelling viewing, I'm sure. Um, as for where you can see us, obviously we've got a Facebook page, YouTube, podcasts, all the usual platforms. I'm not cool enough to know where most of those things are. Hopefully everybody else does. But uh, we're at our hour now, so uh, everybody, thank you very much for uh, for listening and, uh, and viewing tonight. We appreciate it. And come back, Frank, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you, guys. You. Later. Thank you very much. Have a good evening, everybody. That's good fun. Good Thanks for Thank watching you. Drafting the Circuits. Make sure to follow Drafting the Circuits on Facebook, Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube. Drafting the Circuits is a co-Sinister One production.